I am Tova Cito. And I am Janice Gant. And we believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And that it is our job to get us there. Every week, we will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and Janice. <laughs> Should we start over? Janice can't. No, no, I don't want them. It's okay if they know I'm not perfect. <laughs> Good thing I didn't throw up on the mic. <laughs> oh, that's you, hilarious. Are you all right? I'm not sure where that came from. Oh my gosh, did you, uh, have y'all seen that clip um, from Ellen, the Ellen show when she had like this little girl on who knows how to sing the states and like she was like one or two uh-huh. and she knew how to sing all the states and she goes, and so Ellen asked her, are you ready? And she was like, I'm ready. And she was like, okay, go. And she was like, <coughs> I'm like, sorry, I just spit all over the microphone. <laughs> She, Another more water damage. She had this cough. <laughs> she had this cough, and everybody in the audience laughed, and because it was so funny. Because she stood there for like a second, just opened her mouth. <laughs> the only thing that came out was this cough, and then so the whole audience laughed. So then she starts again. She's like, "Okay, you, you know, drink some water. Da da da. Okay, here you go." And then she goes, "Are you ready?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm ready." And she's like, "Okay." Uh, Alaska, Arizona, however it goes, and then she, (laughs) and then everybody in the audience laughs again, and so then she realizes that she's being funny, like that everyone in the audience is, so she never finishes, she just keeps going, and then fake coughs to make everybody in the audience laugh, so So is that what you just did? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good bit. That's my joke of the day. How come your microphone sounds like you're on a stage? I don't know. Do you hear it? It's like a speaker. It's probably coming through the speaker right here. Oh, yeah. I hear it. It's Um, just my voice carries. Yeah. Okay, we need to thank our sponsor today, Patty Aiken from Rancho Santa Fe, California. Yes, sweet Patty. I don't know Patty. Patty for a long time. She used to live in Dallas. She's so beautiful and so sweet. That Oh, that just makes my heart so happy. I'm so glad you're listening, Patty. So nice. I know. That's I kinda, so nice. You know what we could do? What? We could fly out to Rancho Santa Fe. And ride it off? And do a podcast <laughs> from your house, Patty. How about that? Okay. <laughs> like a week-long yes. episode? Yes. Yeah. We'll record every day. <laughs> From your backyard. Yeah, she would yeah, do it. That sounds fun to me. <laughs> she would totally do it. She's I mean, so sweet. God. So, so, so sweet. I was talking to one of my girlfriends who's in California right now in Laguna, and I was like, I just, I want to be in California today. I love Laguna. I do too. Have you ever been to the Montage? Yes. That's a life-changing experience. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. <laughs> Have you, Blair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had a friend get married there. Oh. But nobody wants to be in California right now. Everybody's coming here. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Taxes yeah. and the COVID. <clears throat> yeah, it is true. They, I have a friend who grew grew up in Laguna Niguel, and um, the girls and I used to go out there every summer. 
They had a house. They live in Austin. They have a house there, and we had so much fun. Shopping is so good in Laguna, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun. It's a really beautiful, beautiful place. So, Patty, thank you so much. And thank you to all of our contributors. We couldn't do it without you. Kevin wouldn't get paid. Yeah, that's true. I'm not paying for these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're important, but you're not that important. You're not taking from my grocery bill or my shoe collection. I'm very appreciative of our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we have great sponsors. And so if you're a listener and you have not had the opportunity to sponsor yet, we would really appreciate it. You can Venmo at at Tova-Cito or you can simply go to tovacito.com and click on the remedy and give that way. It's easy peasy. Um, okay. We're so excited to have our guest in studio, Blair Isom. Blair is Janice's daughter. My baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> she is my precious baby girl. Yeah, why don't, so excited why don't you have... do the intro? Well, Tell should us we about go over Blair. a lot of things that have happened in the past? <laughs> I feel like you just introduced me. That'll do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about when you were a teenager, Blair. I wanna, oh, I wanna... <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> I can't wait to tell her daughters. <laughs> oh, I said to my ex-husband and I were talking on the phone yesterday about one of our kids, and it just... There's a, I mean, it's all normal, it's all fine, but it's just a lot. And I'm like, I can't wait until he has teenagers. Uh-huh. I can't wait. I can't wait uh-huh. until this all comes back to bite him. Mm-hmm. And and because he's such a princess that he he can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> and all you are as a parent of a teenager is bothered. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Whether it's because they're coming home or they need money or you've got to drive them to love joy for a game. I mean, it's Monday mornings. I can, I'm really, they're all going back to school now. And I'm really, from Monday morning to this morning, I was like, bye. I love yeah. you so much. I bye. I, I love know. you. Bye. <laughs> Get out. I remember when Blair, so when Blair was like in eighth grade, she went to the mall one day and she came home. And for those of you who may not know, but I have two older daughters. So Wesley is like, like 16 months ahead of you. And I think Bryn's like about that much from... From Wesley. So anyway, it's Blair was three like three girls in like yeah in a blink. Yeah. Three girls. So there were four women in the house. Wow. Everybody's cycle. Oh my! I thought you were gonna say psycho. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> they well, were psycho. It was psycho when everybody's cycle. I was just was gonna ask about your up. cycles. If they all <laughs> synced up. You might not know that women do that. Did you know that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's so. You good. knew that women, when they stay together, they all get on the same cycle. Yeah, definitely. How'd you know that? I don't know. The things <laughs> that you boys know about girls, like. It was on an es- episode of Rescue Me once, so that that. Oh, one. Oh, I I, I was about to tell a story, and I'm not going to tell that well, story. But I feel like I knew it before that, though. I don't I don't know how I knew that. That's okay. Go ahead. Well, they anyway, were psycho because so, they were on the same cycle. Well, I wasn't going to actually talk about their cycles, but <laughs> aren't you glad you're here? No. <laughs> it is exposure. You agreed to this. <laughs> um, but Blair came in one day she'd been to the mall and she had on, she went through a period of like, it was seventh or eighth grade 
where she was kind of like a, a skater, you know, and she had on, she had been to the mall and she came in my room and she had on a skater outfit and a little like kind of beret thing. What was that hat called? I think it was like a beanie, what you wear all the time. No, it wasn't. She a... thinks a beret. <laughs> It was just a beanie, but <laughs> and she and you had on I think like jinkos, basically jinkos, like oh the yeah, jinkos, yeah. They zipped all the way from the bottom of the bell bottom up, and they were like the oh. bottom went out like three feet. <laughs> so she Sexy. comes in my room and she's and I said, "Oh, is that what you got at the mall?" And she said, "Yes." <laughs> and she's then I go, "Well, that's." Different. She goes, well, I am not Bryn, and I am not Wesley. I am Blair. And I was like, yes, you are. Are you still super different from them? Yes. Really? I mean, I think so. We're similar in some ways, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I'd, I like to think I'm pretty different. The wild card? Yes. <laughs> Love it. I'm uh-huh. always best friends with Wild Card. Uh-huh. They're so much fun. They're so much yeah. fun. No, they're all great. They're all different, and they're great. Anyway, we're so glad that you're here, Boogie. Yes. I call her Boogie, so. Okay. Yeah. So if Boogie comes out, Because when she was out, a little girl. Name. Let's find a way to work that into the title of this episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's Boogie when our kids yeah, are around. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Mom guilt. <laughs> <laughs> she got the name Boogie because she would sit in her infant seat, and when music would come on, she would boogie as oh, a baby. Seriously? Yeah. But every like everybody in my life calls me Boog or Boogie. Like if I hear that at a restaurant or something, I'm like, oh, we've known each other since like back in the day. That is you so know? funny. You and she's still. In a- Boogie in yoga. You know, whenever you're doing yoga behind me and there's like a song with a beat, you move. I do. Yeah. Oh, do you even know that you do that? <laughs> oh, you totally do that. Like you're, you tap your feet and sometimes you sing. So I do you, know you, that I, sometimes I sing. Yeah. You still, you still got, you still got your boogie shoes, baby. <laughs> She's a great dancer. Can I tell the story of St. Bart? I mean, sure. And then enough stories. Let's get on the topic. This is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> stories about Blair. I didn't tell you this. It's payback, honey. You've been punked. <laughs> You've been punked. So I, I took the girls to St. Bart's for Blair's birthday, 21st birthday. And there's a, there's a restaurant in St. Bart's that at midnight, they clear the tables and everybody gets on the tables and dance. Waiters and all that. It was, it was really fun. So I'm really kind of impressed with myself that I stayed up that late, but I did. And I look over and Blair's on the table and Blair has the best stripper pole moves <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, she gets down low and gets it going. I mean, it's amazing. Were you so proud? You're such a you proud know, mama. I am so oddly proud of that because I cannot do that. So the next day we were on the beach and mm. this girl cut, walks up to Wesley and she said, is that your sister? And Wesley said, yeah. And she said, we saw her last night at the restaurant dancing on the table. And Wesley said, yeah. And she goes, is she a stripper? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it way. was. That so is it was really good. Hilarious. <laughs> You've got moves. Wow. 
<laughs> I can see it. This, uh-huh. uh, that's not a surprising story. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, more stories? No? no I don't. <laughs> I wish I had stripper moves. I don't think I, I don't have, I don't stripper, think moves. I have stripper moves. Me if, I go, if I go I'm down, either. you know, you got to go down and you then gyrate get back up. up. If you go down, you got to get back up. I can't get back up without using my hands. (laughs) Does Elise have stripper moves, Kev? No? He said no. I don't think so, no. Not that I've ever seen. Unless that's something that she's been keeping from me all this time. Maybe she's holding out. That's like year five of marriage. Yeah, maybe. Stripper moves. I mean, she's a really good dancer. That's coming. Oh, I bet she has yeah. some of them. I'm it's, sure she does. It's coming. You know, you can't use all your tricks in the first couple of years of marriage. You yeah, gotta, you got to save some you stuff. You got to save. You got to pace it out. Yeah, repertoire. Yeah, it's, it's in the repertoire. Okay, so we asked Blair to come today um, because we want to talk about mom guilt. Yes. Uh, I don't know whose idea this was, whether it was you, Blair, or you, I think Janice. it was yours. Maybe. I think we were on a, that trip together, and we were just kind of discussing mom guilt, and uh-huh. then she was like. Oh, that, three generations, yeah. kind of, you know, as yeah. time has progressed. and Between the three of us, we yeah. definitely hit all different. Yes. Because you've been through it all. I'm yeah. in the thick of it in one way. You're in the thick of it in another way. Um, you know what, Janice? You're probably in the thick of it in another way, too, you know? Just in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place. I have no control. I, have, I, I understand that there is the illusion of control is no longer mine. So sometimes my head is my pain point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's actually the most important thing I learned from y'all's show. When he asked me that question last week, that control is an illusion thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's a good one. Yeah, and I still have trouble wrapping my head around it. I uh-huh. still don't believe it. You don't? No. Well, <laughs> I know it's true, but... But you're still trying to control things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. A lot Fair. of people are. But there, it is an illusion. You know, it so is an so no, I really don't have mom guilt anymore. Really, at all? Mm-mm. You should. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want money? Blair, that's yep. hilarious. <laughs> well, there. You actually have a lot to feel guilty about. You actually should. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the best thing that's said all day. That is so funny. Are you Larry. talking about in the past? <laughs> no. We get. We don't. You can't. If you if you pull up things in the past. You're grounded. Okay. <laughs> oh, I would be like, promise, promise I can stay home and do nothing and go to my room <laughs> and everyone will leave me yeah. alone. I'm dying so to be grounded. <laughs> Actually oh. dying to be grounded. So t- explain what you think mom guilt is. Um, so I think, uh, first of all, I love the topic because I think that it's, it's a very real thing. Um, uh, I think that mom guilt is feeling inadequate mm-hmm. as, as a mom, you know, like I feel whenever I have mom guilt, I feel like either I've done something that wasn't my best, you know, I've, I've acted out in a way that wasn't my best. And so then I feel guilty about that or I do something that appears to be selfish and, you know, I should be like this past weekend in, in one day, there were four baseball games, four. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't want to go to four baseball games and my ass doesn't want to sit on a bleacher for 
that's eight hours. Yeah. That's eight hours of baseball. That's a long, that's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of baseball. And so, you know, I go to two of Georgie's and then I'm at the third with Carter and then like, I'm done. Like, and I left before the game was over and I missed the last one. And, you know, I have, I'm sitting there and I'm having a war with myself at the third game because what I really want to do is go play golf <laughs> and be <laughs> outside and enjoy the beautiful day and just take a minute from myself um, because I've already missed yoga and I've, cause I had to wake up and make Georgie breakfast and then get him to the school before he started. And then I got to get home and I got to make Carter breakfast before he's got to go before he's got to be. So I've already given up me all. And, and so, but I'm sitting there for 30, 45 minutes at the third game, having a war with myself about, am I a terrible mom? Because I don't want to stay for game number four. What if Carter pitches? What if I? What if he plays shortstop and I miss something great? Is he going to look in the stands and wonder where his mom is? And every other mom is still there. <clears throat> you know, all the other moms are there. And so, and then finally I left. I gave myself permission to leave. But I, there's a part of me that always feels bad. So that's to me, mom guilt. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that the thing about guilt is guilt is such a valuable tool that we have because it will tell us if we've acted outside of our value system. You sure. know, if I steal yeah. something, then and I should feel guilty because that's not in my value system. But I think that mom guilt is actually based on something kind of different as well, in that it's what we think we should be doing yeah. rather than what is really in our value system. You know, I mean, it's if you put yourself in the value system that you can never miss a game, it's just going to be, you're holding yourself to an impossible standard. Yeah. So mom guilt is more about, I think too, what we think we should be doing rather than is this really, am I really acting outside of my value system, which may be a way that people can kind of uh, manage that for themselves. I mean, you I know, think because it's tool... never enough as a mom. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Blair has the three, um, well, Owen's in fifth grade, so he's the oldest. Is and he I mean, 10 or 11? He's 11. I'm like, let me do the math. I think he's 11. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Turns 12. Owen's 11. Owen's 11. Mia is five, and then Haney's eight. So, I mean, obviously, I still have younger. <clears throat> and I feel like one thing with my phase that I'm going through is. I, you know, I have some friends that are destined to be moms. Like, they live and breathe, and they love being a mom. Mm -hmm. And I love my kids, but that is not my full cup. And yeah. so, you know, with my younger kids, it's like so many people are, like, volunteering in cafeteria. And, you know, the moms love the park. I hate the park. I will not <laughs> take my kids to the park. I will pay a nanny to take them to the park. It sounds terrible. But like no, no. did cafeteria duty for a first semester, left and felt like I had the flu. I was like, I would rather <laughs> hang out with my kids after school than do this. And so I feel like I had to kind of check myself and be like, my kids are fine with it. You know, just because the other moms are all doing cafeteria duty, I think that can pull in mom guilt too. Sure. Yeah. It's like all the moms in the stands. Yeah. None of them yeah. are leaving. Yeah. To go do something selfish, yeah. seemingly selfish. And mm -hmm. you look at something like like cafeteria duty, and you literally see your kids for 
five seconds, they wave as they're coming in and wave as they're going yeah. out. It's not like you get to sit on the floor and play with them. Right. It's nothing. The there's table. no quality about it. No. But then some people are like, well, I got to know all the kids' names because I worked the register. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. I'll learn the kid's name when he comes over, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't need to know all the kids' names. But. So what's mom guilt to you, Blair? Like, we, I, I love. I love how we're all in different spaces with kids. And, you know, I have teenagers. You have sort of littles. And, Janice, you have all grown, yes. grown-up grown kids. And so what does it look like for you? When do you – do you have mom guilt? Yeah, and I think that definitely time to myself, you know, what we feel selfish, you know, um, that can bring up mom guilt, but then – I try to practice what I preach, you know, and I talk about in yoga all the time, like you're taking the 60 minutes to fill your cup. And so I, you know, go back and forth that every Saturday morning, my five-year-old looks at me and is like, why are you running out the door at 7.50 a.m.? And I'm like, because I start every Saturday with Brett's yoga. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't go to that yoga class, I can't, I'm not mentally as good as I would be if I didn't with yep. my kids. Yep. You know, so I feel yep. like a lot of my mom guilt is just taking time for myself. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also have to remind, I mean, I go back and forth. I also have to be like, well, it's super important to teach your kids that health and exercise and all that is super valuable. Absolutely. Right. I mean, a healthy, stronger me that can be there for the next X amount of years, you know? Yeah. It is, it is like a balance. And I do, I love, I'm the same as you, I mean, uh, you and I do yoga together, and <clears throat> I want my kids to see. It's funny because that is the like the the kind of the flip side of it is like you want your kids to see you work. You want I want my kids. I can't say what you want, but I want my kids to see me work. I want my kids to see me have girlfriends. I want my kids to see me um, uh, exercise. I want my kids to see me uh, doing things for myself, getting a massage, because I want them to do those kinds of things. I I want them to know that those things are, I want those same things for them. You do, and the modeling is the the absolute best way for your kids to learn that. And I think what's so great about y'all, you, Tova, and Blair, is is that you were... I was raised in a family system where my mom did not work. She volunteered uh, at the sick children's clinic like one day a month, I think. And so she was home pretty much all of the time. She did play tennis, which was great. So I saw I had that sort of exercise model in front of me, but she she didn't work, and nobody ever told me, hey, as a woman, it would be a really good thing if you are able to provide for yourself. Yep. You may not choose to, and you may not have to, but to go into a marriage, let's say, thinking, you know, this guy's going to just be take care of me all of my life, then you're, you can be really stuck in a marriage that isn't working, let's say. You know, so I think that y'all are light years ahead of what what my mother was when when Kurt and I were getting a divorce 
I went back to graduate school and got my master's and then started my private practice. So my kids saw that later on, but they really didn't see it when they were really young. You know, I did volunteer work. I did a whole lot of political campaigning for people and stuff like that. But, but you know, I think that that's such a gift for, well, you, Blair, you've had, you've had a bazillion jobs. Let's name them. <laughs> I started in college. Let's see. I was a bartender. I uh, delivered pizza for Domino's because I got paid to drive around and listen to music and smoke cigs. <laughs> it was the greatest and job And how ever. happy were those fraternity boys when you showed up with their pizza? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, How many times were you invited in <laughs> to eat the pizza? Actually, not that many. But when, like, I tried not to work the really late shifts. And if it was late, I would drive. It was Lawrence was the tiny, uh, such a small town. I'd drive by and like pick my boyfriend up, and he'd ride in the car with me to go to like East Lawrence. Because I mean, they're shady, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you were also a Jack Daniels girl. I was a Jack Daniels girl, but in a hippie town. So I wasn't wearing my was this stripper in, clothes with my stripper Lawrence, dance. Lawrence too? <laughs> yes. So there, because it's hippie, I had on like linen bell bottoms and a black tank. You know, not your average. This you is when of. you were at KU? Yeah. I just wanted to, like, in the summer, I was like, it'd be fun. That's that thing. Like, whether you're destined to be a mom, I've always liked doing something for myself. You've like, always had like a sidekick. To, yes, a side hustle. and. Or side hustle, not yeah, side yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, and that was fortunate in my marriage too, because a lot, like, some men don't want their like women to do that, right? And I feel like Clayton was super supportive. Like every four months, he'd be like, "Okay, what's what's the new hobby? What are we pushing now?" You know, I did juice company in Lubbock. No one was doing green juice, so Mary Catherine brought me behind the scenes of Jim and showed me some things, which was cool. It was so cool. Started a bar company because there was no, I used to go to Core Fusion here and there was nothing like that in Lubbock. And then you also did the, uh, you would go to garage sales and buy vintage clothing. uh, Vintage Etsy. At a blog, living green in a brown town, because Lubbock's really freaking brown. That is so creative. (laughs) That is so creative. Yes. So, and, and now then, you do Modern Soul. Yeah. You were our sponsor last week. And, and can they still use the... Uh, yes. For sure. It doesn't coupon expire. Code. Okay. So the Remedy 20. And I think that and Thank that, you again for sponsoring the Kevin oh, episode, course. by the way. Yeah. We love you. So awesome. <laughs> but I think one thing about that and like mom guilt is I was always trying something and not everything worked. Yeah. So not beating myself up or being ashamed by it. Like, that's one thing my business partner and I say is it's like, keep trying it, keep trying it, because eventually something will click and something will work naturally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. going on three years, but that's by far the longest anything. Yeah. And it's booming, you know? I mean, that's great. And so my business partner has a son, my son's age, and um, like at the beginning of fifth grade, a couple of their friends came over and they were like, oh, so you're Modern Soul. They're like, Hudson and Owens always talk about their mom and this company they have. That is so and that, cool. Yes, because I'm like, at That's times really we cool. travel mm-hmm. and I feel guilty, but then mm-hmm. we've got these fifth grade, I mean, they're cool kids bragging about their moms on the playground. That's really Isn't cute. That awesome? That's really, really, really cute. 
I have a similar experience at times with my kids and it's kind of like a family joke, but like if we're out to dinner and somebody knows me from either the remedy or working at the church or speaking at some engagement that they heard me at, somebody at sometimes they'll come up to me and say, you know, Oh, I love the remedy or I did it. And my kids will be there at dinner. And the second, the second the whoever that is walks away, my kids will be like, Tova. Oh my God, Tova. It's like this like joke between like, oh Tova. Like sometimes my kids will just do that to be funny, but like but they're, they're proud of they're you. They're making fun of me, yeah. but they're also really proud. And I, it means so much to me when somebody comes up and says something to me, especially in front of my kids, because I don't want my kids to be my everything. I don't. And I want them to see that I am investing in other things outside of them. You know, I worked at the church, y'all know this, for years, and a, a portion of that I was youth pastor and so I had a front row seat long before I ever had kids of parents who didn't have a life outside of their children so they poured every single thing that they had into their children so they ignored themselves they ignored their marriages they ignored their you know they just abandoned everything about their self for their children. And then when their children would leave to go to college, these people fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. They were they can be really lost. Lost. Yeah. I mean, tears in my office. I don't know what to do. I don't have a life. Like now that Johnny's gone and now that Susie's gone. Like Well, and when you when you are leaving your kids, you're not leaving them when they're little at home by themselves. To feed themselves. Yeah, and all we're that. not I mean, leaving our children at two years old to go to yoga. Right. Like it's. <laughs> well, if they're sleeping, maybe. <laughs> no. But you, I feel like you, my mom told me this when I first, I had the first kid out of all my sisters and those youngest. And I remember, like, we have always been people who do girls' trips, do guys' trips, do couples' trips, and like, do that and at first I was like wait mom you know is this fine like some people you know are like I've never left my kids for the weekend and I'm like oh gosh but you told me which helped for anybody listening that has a newborn or really small kids as you were like Blair I guess psychologically or how the brain works as long as that child is feeling loved and nurtured she was like you're really important because you're the mom but like you're not that important because uh -huh. the sitter's loving on them too yeah you know and I think as moms we don't know that we think it has to come from us that's right. really 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 good advice remember really I told you I think I remember telling you that there was a study and they had uh some monkeys come in and help take care of the children the infants and like hold them and that what? sort of thing and they would sue them so i was like you know a monkey can do it <laughs> i mean you know but wow. but really the, as long as they are getting adequate nurturing and adequate attention then that's good yeah and you know that's enough yeah i mean you're not going to leave them with a monkey for the weekend right <laughs> well, leave them with a right. monkey for two seconds monkeys will, like rip your face off and stuff <laughs> 
that's like a cool fact to know. Like that, you can just feel the pressure taken off your shoulders when you said that, you know, or to it's really, moms in the that's thick like of a, it. an amazing thing for moms to, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I've always thought like one thing that being divorced, okay, you, you have, oh, I have had a lot of guilt getting divorced. Me too. Um, why did you have guilt, Janice? For getting a divorce? Yeah. What what kinds of things did you feel guilty about? Well, I just felt guilty that the family was broken up and yep. that people were uh, when when I got my divorce, there I was the first one of any of my friends that had gotten a divorce, and so how long had you um, been married when you got twenty two years? Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, it was a long time, wow. and um, so I, I I remember feeling like I needed to have like an an A on my chest, and I had not committed adultery, but it was like a big red D, you know, mm-hmm. with, you know, it was like people looked at me, or at least I made up in my head that they were looking at me thinking that I was inadequate, or I wasn't enough, or how badly it was going to affect the children yep. for me, because I was the one that initiated the divorce process. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that you have been affected in some way from your dad and I getting a divorce. But well, I don't know. You you say, was it really? I mean, I feel like as a, I think I was in fifth grade or maybe sixth grade. Because we, we, I think in sixth grade, because you go on that K-Life trip. And so Uh that was like one month after, which was actually really fortunate because you were around people for the whole weekend and there was crying and all that. But I can remember that weekend, that moment being really sad, you know, and then I'm sure I was sad after that, but I've heard you say it on here. I mean, a couple weeks pass and I'm entering middle school, like life's about me, you know? Yeah, And so... In my adult life, maybe during it, I was feeling more. But when I look back now, I can remember that really sad moment. And then I can remember just going about life. And a lot of my friends' parents are still married, you know? And so I was different, but not different. Didn't My friends didn't judge me any differently. Yeah. You, I think got saner and happier so I think in turn helped my life get saner no. and happier. Dad, I was batshit crazy. <laughs> I was so I mean it was I was I really was and so I did get a lot healthier which I think was beneficial for the kids but yeah I had guilt about it you know and I think that now it's not at all I don't have any guilt about that now because uh, we've been able to my ex-husband and I have been able to maintain a, a, a decent relationship with one another. So he's at, at mine and Tom's house on Christmas Day. He was there for the day, and he come, we get do Easter all together. So we do all of the holidays together because that makes it easier for the kids so they don't have to go back and forth. And so there's no – I don't feel any of that now. I think it was probably the best thing for, for both of us, you sure. know. And I just didn't, so anyway, but there was a ton of guilt about that. Yeah. It took me a long time to get beyond that. Yeah. Well, I think that's why people stay. Yeah. Because they can't, they they stay in unhealthy relationships, unhealthy marriages, because the guilt of what you feel like you're going to put your children through 
is so intense that you're like, no, I'll just stay miserable. But to your point, Blair, which I think is a really important thing for people to hear, she got out and she got happier. And when and that's that's huge. I mean, that's it's better to have healthier, happier parents than it is to have married parents. I that's my opinion. Yeah, if you can have both, that's great. Of course. You know, I think it, it would have been of fun course. to have been happy enough to stay in that marriage forever and ever, but it just didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. So I just think that that there we as women just carry such a heavy guilt burden on our shoulder because yeah. then then I was single and I was dating, you know, so then I'm not I have high school kids and I am not home. Yeah every night on the weekend yep you know yep and so that i'm sure there were some weekends i should have been at home but i mean it's like you said i think it was last week when you were talking about maybe anna Perrin and just saying like she's gonna do it either way if she's gonna find the loophole so it was like i was gonna behave how i was gonna behave whether you were dating or not or whether you were married or not like uh-huh. you're because you weren't living a life in response to your mom's no going like life you were living your life in response to you and your friends and what you wanted and what you like we think we're as moms that every decision we make is going to have some positive or negative impact on our children and maybe it does but that doesn't we can't control the outcome we can't and well, you're going to do whatever you want to do anyway. <laughs> and they are the center of the universe to themselves. Yeah. They're not sitting around talking with their friends about, you know, my mom is working. <laughs> right. My mom is my mom's recording a podcast, let's say for you. Anna Prynne isn't saying my mom's not at home because she's recording a podcast and I and it's terrible that she's not at home. <laughs> not at all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, one thing Janice then when you were talking about when I asked you what you felt guilty about and you said that you felt guilty that you were breaking up the family because it was your decision to go. Um, I remember when I was getting divorced and I was coming to see you a lot and I was crying in your office one day about how guilty I felt. And you asked me why and I said, I'm breaking up the family. Like, I can't stay in this marriage anymore. It's my choice to leave and... I'm breaking up my family and you're like no you're not like you looked at me without Mm -hmm. hesitation you were like no you're not and I was like yes yes I am like and you're like no you're not your kids still have a dad Mm -hmm. still have a mom Mm -hmm. and y'all are still a family you have a family it's just changed it's just two different homes Mm -hmm. the dynamics gonna shift but you're still a family and you know what we are yeah. We are still a family. And I, like you, have a good relationship with my ex-husband. I know not everybody has that opportunity, but that makes a difference, you know. In, but it's, there, there's, and you know what I think that what happens when we feel guilty or what I did, the times that I felt the most guilty, and I'll be interested to hear what you two think, the times that I felt the most guilty as a mom, I became the biggest enabler to my children. When I was getting divorced, I was the biggest, I'll clean that up. Uh, oh, you want $500 <laughs> shoes? Absolutely. 
because I was felt so guilty. Uh-huh. I was just about to say, saying no sometimes to the kids. Yes. I feel more guilty, even though it's good parenting. Yes. In fact, the other day, I'm going to read this real quick. I'm going to find it. The other day, I read the best thought about parenting, and it, and I sent it to my kids. And the best line from it, I won't read the whole thing, but I sent it to my kids. It said, the most pampered and coddled children tend to have the least amount of substance in their character. Yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense because they Doesn't haven't it? had the opportunity to exercise that. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll read it again. The most pampered and coddled children tend to have the least amount of substance in their character. And I saw, I mean, my kids kind of laugh about it. They're like, remember how awesome it was when mom was getting divorced and we got whatever we wanted? (laughs) (laughs) No, but, I mean, that's true. And, like, I was, when you were saying all that, I was already thinking, you know, where we live, we are very fortunate to live in a really great neighborhood, nice neighborhood, and, there's a lot of kids that get so much stuff and the newest and the best. And, you know, I walk around and see Tovaz on a pair of Golden Goose that we were discussing before because they're like black glitter. They're amazing. <laughs> bling, <But> bling. <laughs> I'm walking around and seeing all these elementary school kids in Golden Goose. And I am just, I, I mean, I'll take the hand-me-downs if anybody wants. <laughs> yes. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. <laughs> but, like, I am not going to go buy that. And anybody that knows me knows I'm like, the cheapest, thriftiest little thing. So I say no a lot because and then they don't need it, but then I feel guilty for saying no, even though saying no is in my value system. That's, yeah. You know, so it's like a catch 22. Well, you have to, I it think is. that what we do, what we need to do is when we feel guilty because we've said no and we've said no because we are we are acting in our value system. It's not in my value system. It's not in your value system, Blair, to buy your little girl's golden goose shoes. So you that guilt is that false guilt. It's not mm-hmm. based on reality. So you stop and you say, wait, am I acting outside of my value system? No, I'm acting in my value system. Then that's going to be the best choice for you and your children, even if they don't know it at the time. Right. Because you know, I've always said we're you know we are we're insatiable to a certain extent, and children sure. are definitely insatiable. Oh, they're going to take as much as you are. Yeah, hand, they're my, walking around with their hand out. My grandchildren. What else you got? My grandchildren have never said tutu, please. Don't give me any money. Don't give me any more presents. I mean, I don't say that. No, my daughters don't either. Tutu, please. (laughs) Moss. Moss. But that, yeah, so, you know, that's just to say no is sometimes the most valuable thing we can do because as adults, they're going to have to learn how to hear no. Well, because the world is going to tell them no. Of course. Yeah, the world and the world's going to make them work, and the world's going to make them show up on time, and the world's going to hold them accountable to a project or, or I mean, whatever it is they they end up doing as adults. Like the world is not going to coddle and pamper my children because they're really cute and from Africa. Like, <laughs> sorry, that ship has sailed. They are no longer orphans. Like. <laughs> In fact, when people would treat him as such, I would 
be like, see, now they're living in Preston Hollow, <laughs> and they're my children, so please stop treating them like yeah, orphans. that's so good. Oh, it was actually annoying when, like, people would pamper and coddle them because they felt sorry for them. Yeah. Like, there's, go go feel sorry for the actual children that right. we should all feel sorry for. There's plenty well, of those. Blair, do you, um, because you have, because you teach yoga and because you have Shop Modern Soul, do you feel that like when you're around people who are not doing anything like that like you're in your age group do you feel guilty or I mean, any play you, tennis do, or do and you have girlfriends and do they do they treat you like you're doing something wrong no no I mean I think there's times when I think now maybe in my life I, I really only hang around people that I want to hang around mm-hmm. you know good for you um so none of them are because they all are living a selfless life as well, you know. So all our kids see it. Everybody, you know, kind of thinks it's normal. But I definitely think back when they were younger, you know, or if you have a sitter or you're going out of town, you know, people, I think Owen, he was our first kid and he was six weeks old and we got invited to go to St. Martin for a week. And he and I are both like, yeah, of course mm-hmm. we're leaving town. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and everyone's like, you left your newborn, <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, I left my newborn. Yes. <laughs> and, and I still <laughs> still pumped, and I still checked yeah. on him. And, and like, uh, Owen's doing I still paid just for, fine. Owen's amazing. And the, thriving. I think I was, like, one night out of the hospital, and, um, or, well, and I, there was, like, a girl's thing. And so I went to it, and everyone's like, didn't you have a baby? Like, where's the baby? And I was like, at home. And then I was like, at home with Clayton. Then I got a a text with a photo, and it's Clayton at the grocery store with the newborn riding in one of those geriatric scooters because he was bored at home with the newborn. Someone's like, you're like 48-year-old. Our baby is in a Jeremy Winter grocery store. And I was like, at Maloof's having a glass of wine. (laughs) Uh, I will never forget that. That's hilarious. So I think that, I mean, I think you go through phases, but now I think my kids see it and know it and they respect it almost. Heck yeah. I was kind of moody the other day and Owen looked at me and was like, Mom, have you had your walk yet? You know, and I was like. No, but I, he's like, I'll watch the girls. Go ahead and hit that Katie trail. Just come <laughs> That's back refreshed. So cute, you know. So well, and think about That's that really when he cute. when he is older and he gets married, and he's going to be sensitive to those yeah. things. It will make him a much better husband, and his wife will appreciate that attitude. A right. lot. Go take care of yourself. Yeah. Go on a trip if you want to go on a girls trip. You know, to encourage that. I love, 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 Janice. I mean, I'm going to put this in my notes section. When you said, if you start to feel that feeling, ask yourself, is this outside of my value system? Mm-hmm. And if it, if it is outside of your value system, then you... you change, sh- make amends and change the behavior. Yes. Yeah. But if it isn't, stop. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, of course, there's excessive... You know, we all know moms who really don't, do a great job staying home or they go out all the time or they're always on a trip. And when we know, yep, that would be outside of my value system. 
But it might not be outside of theirs. But it might not be outside of theirs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and you know, we're all just doing the best we can. I mean, yeah. And I think it helps to, you know, not criticize those that are doing things differently. I'd say take your bony finger out of people's face and, and point it at yourself. And, yeah. you know, and maybe if you're judging other people because they're traveling too much, maybe what you're really saying is I I need a trip or something. But it's just about you being true to yourself. Yeah. If you're true to yourself, it is going to benefit the family. Yeah. Without really taking what everybody else is thinking about what you're doing into consideration. Because that is a no-win situation. You know, my favorite mantra, what you think of me is none of my business. Yep. I use that all the time. I mean, I told you when I worked at the church and I stood on stage every Sunday, Every single Monday, I had emails. I loved your outfit on Sunday. Where did you get your shoes? I hate the way that you dress. I <laughs> loved your message yesterday. It. I was about to commit suicide, and you saved my life. That's the worst message I've ever heard. When is Paul coming back? I mean, it. And it was the. It. It was. It was the. It runs the gamut. But it was such an amazing, I mean, when I first started that job, I was like, it was actually started in the youth ministry because it was like, you've ruined my child's That's life. tricky. You've mm-hmm. ruined my child's life or That's you've hard. saved my child's life. Yeah. And I, they would come in and tell me I'd ruined their child's life. And I was a mess in tears, couldn't eat for two days, you know, beating myself up. And then, you know, the next one would come in and say, you changed my, and then I'd like, Oh, I'm the best youth pastor ever. And did it. And then I'm like, how do you, and I went and talked to Mark Craig and like, how do I live? How do I do this job and live with this roller coaster of like, you're amazing. You suck. You're amazing. You suck. Which is pretty much what it feels like as a mom. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. That is really true. And you know, none of our kids are running around. I mean, Carter didn't wake up this morning, even though every single thing that I did this morning was for my children. Nobody woke up and was like, you're the best mom. Thank you so much for, for the eggs, the, the warm eggs, yeah, the home-cooked meal that you made. Thank you for going. Thank you for making adjustments to your schedule to make sure we got out on time. Thank you so much for feeding the dogs. Thank you for sweeping and taking out. that. You're the most amazing. It is the literally the most thankless job and then if you're divorced you're really screwed because you don't even have a husband to tell you what an amazing mom you are like it's it can feel really lonely like i kind of getting choked up but like yeah you don't have a buddy you don't have a wingman to to support your efforts now's this place where you might want to (laughs) say mom you are the most amazing mom <laughs> insert blair <laughs> thank you for everything oh boogie you're so welcome i'll give you some money you want some always <laughs> you want to go shopping want to go on a trip <laughs> uh, no but that's true i mean and this is so minor but one of the episodes I was listening to and you were like yeah I don't I don't make my kids do their dishes in the morning because they have to get to school but the rest of the time they do their dishes my kids my kids friends come over to my house and like they finish their plate and they'll get up and I'll be like 
Michael, get your ass back in here. And I do say ass. Sorry, Jackie. But, like, I'm like, get your ass back in here and put that plate in the dishwasher. But now I felt a little mom guilt about breakfast. So now I do my kids' dishes at breakfast because Tova does. Tova put mom guilt on Blair. Self-induced. Self-induced. I let it in. And I was like. It was just causing too many problems in the morning. They didn't have time. They barely. I'm not sure any of my children actually brush their teeth in the morning. So I can't expect for dishes to be. But like hanging on by a thread. I feel like that's a good example of what we do to ourselves. I mean, that's so minor. But like you were just saying what works for you and your crew. And. I had to take it on in my, some insecurity in me and it fueled me and made it that. Whereas my mom, who has a little healthier boundaries than me right now, (laughs) heard that and was like, whatever, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, that's checking in with yourself and being like, is this real or is it just my insecurity? Or like, okay, cool. Tova does that. Yeah. Or is it like, am I trying to compensate for, for something? Like, are they having a hard time in school? So I don't want to add, make anything hard at home. Well, you know, I mean, I, w- I walked into my boy's room yesterday. I was like, okay, you're not going to like me right now. And Carter was like, ugh, what's the list? I go, trash, dishes, and you need to clean your room before you go to training today, before you go to 7 on 7. And they were like, all right. Oh, and I was like, oh, and laundry. Carter was like, nope, you said three things. So, <laughs> like and now you're, now you're at four, so you pick the three most important. I was like, okay, I'll do the laundry. You guys do the dishes, the trash in your room. <laughs> well, I was going to, I was thinking of this earlier and then it left my brain and it came back. And um, not to like bring it down, but one thing I think with mom guilt, so I have two perfectly healthy children, you know, just came out of the womb and I have another child that has a ton of struggles and, you know, she had a, was in the NICU for forever, had a feeding tube in her tummy forever, you know, is in speech therapy, physical therapy, all this stuff. And I feel like mom guilt, and I'm air quoting, not having a perfectly healthy child is so huge, you know, for anybody listening that if their kid's ADD or they got to go to Shelton or this or... You know, and I mean, that's, I have to really check myself. Or when I go to the birthday parties and all the eight-year-olds are running around, you know, doing their thing and, you know, Haney will be around a new friend and they'll be like, why can't I understand her? She's, you know, got on a brace because she has scoliosis. And I, it's really easy for me to want to go in and caretake because I feel guilty. And then I have to be like, oh my gosh, like she's smiling, having the best time. She has no idea she's different. I'm dying inside. Mm -hmm. And it's like checking that. Blair, that is so important that you brought that up. Thank you, because there are are a lot of people who will really identify with that. And that I think that I forget that. For you because I mean Haney's just Haney to me you know right. but I I understand that and that and you know I, I have a client that I talked with the other day whose son is a senior in high school and he's really struggling in school and she feels horrible guilt mm-hmm. because he's struggling in school you know so that's really important so that good you when that you up. brought up your kids and you're like they're not orphans anymore I mean you know and we like have always been very good about like don't 
treat Haney different. Yeah. Don't cater to her because she's just as, you know, capable. normal and yeah. capable as her brother and sister. But before Haney, I well, I mean, I could be one that like took pregnancy for granted. I got pregnant super easy. Both my sisters and mom had miscarriages. You know, and you feel guilty for that. And then I took having a healthy child for granted. I mean, everybody we know has these like beautiful little things. Yeah. And then And then you feel guilty that you have a, a child with like something wrong. What did right. I eat? What did I was it the one glass of red wine that I had while I was pregnant? Did I exercise too much? I mean, I think that I've told this story when before, but when I, after I had my stillborn, I, it's when I worked at the Cooper Aerobic Center and I worked out there every single morning and I would jog when I was pregnant. And I jogged around the track up until the end. And then, you know, by the end I was waddling, but um, I had a stillborn and I went, it took me a long time to go back, even to go back there because I was so scared for people to say, oh my God, you had your baby. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, this older woman at the aerobic center said, oh my God, you had your baby. And I said, yes, I did. And she was like, did you have a boy or a girl? And I said, it was, it's a girl. And I just, you know, I was trying to diffuse. And she was like, so how old is it now? And I said, well, I actually had a stillborn. And she was like, well, you know why that happened. And she, oh. and she said, y you know why that happened. And I, lo I just looked at her like, please don't say it. Please don't say it. Mm -hmm. Please don't say it. And she was like, well, it was all that running you did. Oh, my God. And I like bursted into tears, packed up my bag, and walked out of the locker room. Probably never went back. Oh, well, I worked there. I had oh. to. But I, it's like, hey, world, we're all doing the best we can with what we have. Like, and and I guess this is a great place to end. Like, let's give each other as moms a break. Let's give ourselves a break. And let's give ourselves a break. Yeah. yeah. Like, we are all, nobody wakes up and says, I can't wait to fuck this up today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but we're yeah, going no. to. But we're going to. And if you yes. do, call me. <laughs> No, you're not taking new clients. <laughs> Call me. Oh, gosh, Blair, thank you so much for being so yeah. here. I feel like Isn't it fun? we just so fun. scratched the surface. I feel like yeah. we could still talk about, I mean, there's so many, so many layers to mom guilt, but God, we, we, the, the two things, the two big takeaways for me are give yourself a break, give each other a break. Those I'm lumping those. And then whenever you're feeling guilt, ask yourself, is this, why am I feeling guilty? Am I acting outside of my value system? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Then just let that pass. Right. Like let it go. Right. Yeah. We've got enough emotions going on. We, yeah. uh, we're all on the same cycle. We got to. <laughs> <laughs> now oh that we've God. brought up cycles. I blocked that out. Oh, <laughs> So did, so did Kevin. I don't think you said one word after that. But it made him silent. Like you, you don't have mom guilt, Kev? No, sorry. There's not much I can weigh in on this one. But you know what's interesting about you? You have kid guilt. Mm, definitely. 
I mean, you said that last week that your when somebody asked what your biggest regret was, and you know that's a absolutely good, true. Good reminder to moms like our like our kids really are grateful, and they're going to come back around. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. they're going to yeah. very. Grateful. There is hope. <laughs> I'm super lucky. Oh, you oh, really, mom. Oh, I love you too, Boogie. Love you, Boba. I love you, Blair. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, today. thanks for, awesome being for having here. me. Awesome.